Hello and welcome to the Top Story, a podcast with the headlines of the day from our correspondents around the world. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Coming up in this edition, Israel is telling all 1.1 million people in North Gaza to relocate south within 24 hours as it amasses tanks ahead of an expected ground invasion. Search and rescue operations are continuing in Afghanistan after a series of earthquakes hit the west of the country. And Steve Scalise has withdrawn his bid for U.S. House Speaker after failing to win enough votes. We begin with the Israel-Gaza conflict. As the fighting enters its seventh day, Israel is telling all 1.1 million people in North Gaza to relocate south within 24 hours as it amasses tanks near the territory ahead of an expected ground invasion. The United Nations has said it considers that an impossible act and is asking Israel to retract the order. More than 2,800 people are reported to have died in the deadliest fighting yet between the two sides. On Thursday, Israeli tanks opened fire on Gaza while Hamas fired rockets at the southern Israeli city of Sderot. Israel says it is determined to wipe out Hamas, adding that there will be no humanitarian exceptions to its siege of Gaza until all hostages captured by Hamas are freed. Meantime, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken has vowed unwavering support for Israel, but he also stressed the Palestinians have legitimate aspirations not represented by the Islamists. Ross Cullen has more. More rockets uh, fired uh, this way towards southern Israel. Also, uh, rockets over the last couple of days coming into northern Israel from southern Lebanon, fired uh, by Hezbollah, and there've been some mortars fired as well into Israel uh, from Syria. Israel has responded so far to the to the uh, to Gaza. The rockets coming from Gaza with 6,000 bombs over the last uh, period since Saturday. Those last days of the continuing barrage, Israel's retaliatory airstrikes uh, from the air and from the ground. It looks as though it's very likely to be preparing a ground offensive. Tens of thousands of troops、um, massing on the southern border, the Gaza frontier region, for a possible incursion into the Palestinian territory. The Israeli government's stated aims are to quote crush and destroy Hamas, the way the world crushed and destroyed Daesh or ISIS. When he arrived here, Antony Blinken, the U.S. Secretary of State, said, "We are here. We are not going with you anywhere. We stay with Israel today." Tomorrow and any day, just reaffirming that support、uh, with the provision of interceptor missiles. The USS Gerald Ford aircraft carrier is on its way to here, to the Eastern uh, Mediterranean, and、uh, we had that from Joe Biden as well. That steadfast support that the、uh, U.S. backs、uh, Israel and is firm in its support for Israel to be able to carry out a response after having had in. In the U.S. government's word, terrorist attack carried out against it on Saturday by Hamas militants. The questions are over, though, whether that、uh, that response will still be the U.S. support for Israel's continuing siege. Of Gaza, will there still be U.S. support for、uh, Israel cutting off the water, cutting off the electricity, cutting off the fuel supplies、uh, to Gaza?、Uh, that is what the Israeli Defense Minister Yoav Gallant said: that、uh, we have been attacked by animals and we will respond accordingly,、uh, trying to defend、uh, the ongoing siege of the Palestinian territory. That was Ross Cullen reporting. Meantime, Gaza's humanitarian crisis has deepened amid intensive bombing and stalled supply deliveries to the enclave. John Gambrell reports from Jerusalem. 
The humanitarian crisis gripping Gaza is worsening by the day amid these relentless Israeli airstrikes following Hamas's unprecedented attack on Israel this past Saturday. Now, Gaza remains blocked in by the Egyptian border and the Israeli border, which remain closed, and it abuts the Mediterranean Sea. And those inside of Gaza cannot get out. They have nowhere to go. Meanwhile, Israel has blocked off supplies of food, water, medicine, fuel and electricity to Gaza. One Israeli official linked it for the first time directly to Gaza and the Islamic Jihad's holding of some 150 hostages that it grabbed in that attack. Now, it is unclear if there's any real negotiation going on to free those hostages. The International Committee of the Red Cross is saying that it's trying to reach uh, Hamas officials to try to try to understand where the hostages are and how they're doing, but there it really isn't any information that's been successful. Meanwhile, these airstrikes have just been relentless. They've targeted whole city blocks, reducing homes to rubble, high-rise buildings to rubble, and it's also increased the toll of wounded and the dead. And just by example, uh, Shifa Hospital, which is one of the main hospitals in Gaza, its morgue has run out of space. That means there's no respite for the dead now. They're all lined up in a tent in the hospital's parking lot. That was John Gambrell on the worsening humanitarian situation in Gaza. In Afghanistan, search and rescue operations are continuing following the recent series of deadly earthquakes in the west of the country. An unknown number of people are still buried under the debris in Herat province in the west. Zamari ally absent has more. Currently, I'm in Ghalmushak, a village of uh, Zindajan district in western Herat province. Damage has also been met to this area, but some of the relief and aid organizations such as the Afghan Crescent Society and other UN agencies are on the ground and assisting them as much as possible. But this is not the only village. There are more than a dozen other villages of the uh, same uh, district of Herat province which are in dire need of assistance. Drinking water, food, shelter, tents or the immediate needs that the, they've been asking as an emergency relief from the de facto government and national and international organizations since last couple of days. I also spoke with the people. They say they uh, are in urgent need because their children uh, are now facing another disaster because they are living under the tents, the wind and dust is all around and they've been suffering a lot, particularly the nights are chilly and that would be difficult for the children and elderly people. But the de facto authorities are calling upon the international organizations to accelerate their efforts in the affected areas. According to the government authorities, they have been in close relationship with the international organizations and good coordination has been made and all the affected areas will be reached. That's the concern that the people have will not be applied correctly and timely. That was Mariala Absen updating the aftermath of the earthquakes in Afghanistan. Still in Asia, Chinese President Xi Jinping has visited Zhejiang City on his inspection tour of the eastern province of Jiangxi. Sun Tianyuan has the details. Zhejiang, in eastern China's Jiangxi province, is historically known as the gathering place of waters. The ancient city has a history spanning over 2,200 years, and it's been a recurring theme in the work of renowned Chinese poets and artists. Cultural development is one of the major focal points of President Xi Jinping's inspection in Jiangxi province, and this was his first stop on Tuesday, a section of the Yangtze River National Cultural Park located in the city of Zhejiang. 
And here, President Xi learned about the local community's contribution to the construction of the national park, as well as the work done on ecological restoration along the Yangtze River shoreline. The building of the Yangtze River National Cultural Park began in 2021. It's now attracting attention as more visitors explore the site following President Xi's visit. The park has also become a popular destination for local residents to unwind and enjoy quality family time. Our life is getting better and better. We are happy to live in this city. Children can grow up under the influence of a rich history and culture. An environment is much nicer than before. President Xi also inspected a petrochemical company in Zhejiang to learn about its green transformation. That was Sun Tianyuan reporting. Turning to North America. Steve Scalise has withdrawn from his bid for U.S. House Speaker after failing to win enough votes. He became the Republican nominee for the job in a closed-door vote on Wednesday. The U.S. Congress has been going without a leader since the historic ouster of Kevin McCarthy over a week ago. Nathan King has more. Now, essentially, we're back where we started again. Now. The latest I'm hearing from Congress is that Jim Jordan may be the one that comes in now, and everyone has to coalesce around because it's very embarrassing. Or there's another idea: if no one can agree, and let's face it, that's kind of been what's been going on. And remember, we're talking about a party here within a party,、um, just arguing with itself. If not now, you remember that they had to appoint this Speaker pro tempore, which is Latin for temporary,、um, Patrick Henry. The idea is maybe to make him have more powers, or the speaker for a little bit, while the Republican Party can stop eating itself alive, take a breath, breather, and nominate someone a few weeks or a few months、uh, down the road. The other way of doing it is to reach out to Democrats and say, look, if you give us a few of your votes for a consensus candidate, would that help? But this is unprecedented. We have not seen this in about a hundred years. Uh, we thought Kevin McCarthy being having to face 15 votes in January to become Speaker uh, was uh, unprecedented. They can't even get a vote to the floor at the moment. I think it is already a traumatising saga、uh, because you have the Republicans who really wanted a governor again in the House. They want a slim majority, and this is basically the base of all of it. Not only is it a just terrible example for、uh, American democracy, it's a terrible example if they want to get re-elected、uh, in. Uh, next November, and remember, by the way, this coming November,、uh, November 17th, the government will shut down automatically if they don't pass some sort of spending resolution, and the clock is ticking. We are about a month away from that. That was Nathan King on the turmoil in the U.S. Congress following Kevin McCarthy's ouster as House Speaker. Families in southern Texas are fearing they may lose their homes and land after President Joe Biden recently decided to resume construction of a border wall with Mexico. Political tensions are on the rise as immigration remains a major issue in the upcoming U.S. presidential election. Frank Contreras reports from Rio Grande City in Texas. Just short of two kilometers from the river that marks the barrier between Mexico and the United States, construction of the border wall is underway. In Stark County, Texas, workers who speak Spanish to each other are installing large steel plates in the ground to prevent would-be migrants from digging tunnels under a new series of border walls 
being built here. U.S. President Joe Biden says Republicans refused to negotiate on the installation of new border walls, and he had no choice but to use federal funds to build border barriers in that part of Texas. But a Texas advocacy group, Friends of the Wildlife Corridor, says Biden did not legally need to waive 26 environmental protection laws. The organization says the new border barriers will prevent the movement of these animals. In this part of Texas, the Rio Grande River marks the borderline between the United States and Mexico. For more than 40 years, Leonel Romero Alvarez has been living here with his family. Wow, this is he worked for decades as a Star County deputy sheriff, and on Saturday, he'll be 79 years old. Mr. Alvarez shows us his property, which his family has owned for more than five generations. Rio Grande. Now, he and his daughters fear their land and homes will be seized so that segments of the border wall can be built here. I think they're using the taxpayers' money to, for the political reason, for the political, that's what it is. Because if, those, if people want to cross that fence or that whatever wall, whatever you want to call it, they're going to cross it. Alvarez says over the past few months, he has not seen a single migrant passing through. None, not a single one, not one, not one of them. While Biden officials insist that Star County is experiencing a surge in migrant crossings, many families here worry they have no legal recourse to protect their properties if the U.S. government decides to build more border walls on their lands. That was Frank Contreras on the construction of the controversial border wall along the U.S.-Mexico frontier. Finally, in Africa, Nigeria is calling on retired nurses and doctors to alleviate a crisis in the nation's healthcare sector. The country is facing a critical shortage of key medical personnel, with many moving to other countries for better terms and conditions. Tessa McKendy has more from Jos, Nigeria. 64-year-old Yunana Samuel retired as a nurse four years ago, having served for over 30 years. He is now preparing to go back to work to help cover shortages in the country's struggling healthcare system. Whilst he is happy to answer the call, Samuel wants the authorities to think of the country's long-term future. We elderly ones would not be there forever. The younger ones should take over. Yes, it's a good idea for them to bring us in so that we can teach the younger ones too. But then the government needs to get some corrective measures, making the environment good for them to stay and do some work. Nigeria's health sector is in the midst of a crisis, with key personnel such as doctors or nurses leaving the country for better pay and working conditions elsewhere. It means those staying behind are overworked, and many sick patients are left waiting and wondering. The Nigerian Medical Association says there is now one doctor for every 10,000 patients in the country. That's far below the recommendation from the World Health Organization which says the ratio should be closer to one doctor per 600 patients. According to the National Association of Nigerian Nurses and Midwives, more than 57,000 nurses and doctors left the country between 2017 and 2022. Most of them would like to go to Europe and America, and even in some other African countries, even Saudi Arabia, where they can get better remunerations and better economy. That is why there is mass exodus and what we call brain drain. 
The Nigerian government is looking at potential solutions to stop the bleeding. In the meantime, it's using retired doctors and nurses as a kind of burnt aid. But medical experts say such a measure cannot be a long-term solution. They want the government to address the problem rationally and introduce enticements for medical personnel to stay, such as pay increases and better work conditions. If the government goes back to the root cause and strengthens the economy and strengthens the values and norms of the medical profession, there will be no reason for younger people seeking for greener pastures. The government has increased health spending to a record $2.8 billion this year, or about 5.8% of its overall budget. It has also offered a 25% salary increase for health workers and is engaging relevant unions on how to motivate personnel better. But with medical personnel still drifting away in significant numbers, many believe the government needs to do much better. That was Tessa McKende reporting from Nigeria. Recapping today's headlines, Israel is telling all 1.1 million people in North Gaza to relocate south within 24 hours as it masses tanks ahead of an expected ground invasion. Search and rescue operations are continuing in Afghanistan after a series of earthquakes hit the west of the country. And Steve Scalise has withdrawn his bid for US House Speaker after failing to win enough votes. That's it for this edition of The Top Story, a podcast that brings you world headlines every weekday. For more news in politics, business, sports and culture, you can subscribe to The Beijing Hour, a one-hour podcast news magazine program. We welcome and appreciate all ratings and reviews. I'm Zhu Tianlu. Thank you for listening. <laughs>